Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Wow. Uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. It is officially 6 o'clock Eastern, and there have been so many deals. None bigger, though, than the Juan Soto blockbuster deal. The Padres have indeed acquired uh, the superstar from the Washington Nationals. They also get first baseman Josh Bell. the Nationals are getting a hell of a lot back in return, okay? They got a hell of a lot back in return. You know, when you look at what the Padres have done, they get Soto, Bell, they get Hader, the all-star closer from the Brewers. And, you know, you would you would think, okay, well, that's enough. They're done, right? They're done. Uh-uh. They're not done. They get Brandon Drury, okay, in a deal with the Reds. So when you look at what the San Diego Padres have done, and Fernando Tatis is about 10 days, two weeks from making his season debut, this is going to be one hell of a fun race uh, in the West in the National League. That's, that's, that's a big-time deal. Uh, for the San Diego Padres, all right? That is a big-time deal. Uh, If you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins, the news is not good today, as you are going to be losing your first-round pick next year and a third-round pick the following year for violations of league policies relating to the integrity of the game. So the owner, Stephen Ross, all right, uh, they violated the anti-tampering policy on multiple occasions. They said three because they had conversations with Tom Brady, Brady's agent, and the agent, excuse me, they had conversations with Tom Brady and the agent who at the time represented the uh, head coach of the St. Sean Payton. All right. Now, the NFL found no evidence that the team intentionally lost games during the 2019 season, as alleged by former coach Brian Flores, who filed a lawsuit, and in his lawsuit, he alleged racism because of the league's hiring practices. So... The league didn't find any reason to add on to the punishment as alleged by Flores. Flores had said that Stephen Ross had offered him $100,000 for every loss that season. All right, the NFL could not find any credible evidence of that. So again, the Dolphins forfeit their first round pick next year and their third-round pick in 2024. The owner, Ross, meanwhile, is fined $1.5 million, and he is suspended through October 17th. So he and Deshaun Watson can come back on the same week. How about that? How about that? What do you think is going to happen with Tom Brady? You know what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know why? Because they said the Dolphins are the ones that spearheaded 
impermissible communications with Tom Brady. At that time, Brady was the quarterback of the Patriots. So uh, I don't even know what else to say with the NFL. You've got Deshaun Watson suspended for only six games, okay? Only six games. And you have Alvin Kamara, who was arrested and charged with felony battery hours before the Pro Bowl in February in Vegas. The victim was in the hospital with a broken eye socket and multiple other injuries. Kamara, by the way, has admitted hitting the victim. The police have video evidence of Kamara and three others beating the hell out of this man. And he's going to play in week one because the court hearing yesterday was pushed back for a third time. Really? You're kidding me, right? You're you're absolutely telling me that the NFL knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to handling issues of misconduct in their league? I don't think so. Calvin Ridley makes a $1,500 bet sitting at home, not playing for the Atlanta Falcons, and I believe it was a parlay. He gets fined basically $11 million because he can't play. So he's suspended for the whole year without pay. Deshaun Watson doesn't get fined a dime, gets suspended for six games. The owner for the Miami Dolphins gets suspended for six games. And Alvin Kamara, who is facing felony battery charges with video evidence, admitting to hitting the individual, the victim, along with three others. And he's going to play in week one against the Atlanta Falcons as things stand today on August 2nd. You want to know what's wrong with the NFL? Look no further than that. Also, if you're a fan of the Denver Broncos, this was not a good day. You lost your receiver, Tim Patrick, for the year with a torn ACL. I always talk about this every single year. You know, I don't care what happens in practice. I don't care about what happens in preseason games. You know, I, I get a kick when I hear about a quarterback made a great throw in practice to a receiver. Like, you know, yesterday I read that Tua, you know, had like a 60-yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Big deal. Who the hell cares? Really? I, I'm impressed because a quarterback in the National Football League threw a 60-yard pass to a wide receiver. Like, that's news? Seriously. Like, that's something that I'm supposed to get excited about? That, does, I don't, that doesn't mean anything. It's the National Football League. Like, really? That's a big, that's a big deal? It's not a big deal. You know what a big deal is? A big deal is if you're a fan of the Denver Broncos and one of your top receivers is gone already because of an ACL suffered in practice. That's a big deal. Tua throwing a 60-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill is not a big deal. All right? Let's make sure we get our priorities straight here. Practice, I got I to gotta hear about how good a quarterback threw on a particular play in practice. Well, I'm not. I'm not. So, again, that is not good news for the Denver Broncos. That's, that, that is brutal. There's already been a couple of players that have been lost for the year on the practice field in the National Football League. Terrible. Not even in a game. Happening in practice. So, look at baseball, which for a couple of hours anyway, Got the headlines. That normally doesn't happen in Major League Baseball, but you know this was a blockbuster deal today uh, with Juan Soto. You know, and Bell, Josh Bell too. You, know, you got to add that. So when you look at the standings right now uh, in the National League, all right. Now here's what's interesting about this: you've got the Dodgers who are going to win the division. The Padres aren't making up 12 games, okay? So as a wild card, okay, how dicey is that going to be 
for the San Diego Padres with everything that they just acquired with the way the wild card works in Major League Baseball. Wow. Right? By the way, uh, Eric Hosmer went to the Red Sox because he did not remove the Nats from his no-trade clause. He nixed that deal, so he ended up going to Boston. But, again, the deadline has come and gone in Major League Baseball. Six o'clock Eastern. Six o'clock Eastern. And, again, Soto, Bell, it's a big, big deal. Big deal. And, again, I think the Nats could have potentially made out great in this deal based on what they get back in return. Uh, the Yankees uh, have, are, are one of the last deals of the day. They traded Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for uh, outfielder Harrison Bader. The uh, Phillies acquired Noah Syndergaard from the Angels. Uh, the Twins got Michael Fulmer from the Tigers towards the back end of the deadline. Uh, the Mariners said they have Jake Lamb from the Dodgers, player to be named later. Uh, the Mets were able to get Darren Ruff from the Giants in exchange for infielder J.D. Davis and uh, three pitching prospects. You know, again, we talk about Brandon Drury also going to San Diego from Cincinnati. A lot of deals. But when you think about Soto, Bell, and Hayter going to the Padres, it's pretty impressive. Uh, the Dodgers were able to get outfielder Joey Gallo, who couldn't hit a beach ball thrown underhand. But the Dodgers pick up Joey Gallo, who could not play in New York. What a disaster that was. So he ends up going to the Dodgers. Um, it's a busy day in Major League Baseball. I mean, again, trade deadline is normally not like this in Major League Baseball. I can't remember a trade deadline quite like today and the last 48 to 72 hours in Major League Baseball, particularly with one team. I mean, think about the last time you had a team acquiring the talent that the San Diego Padres just did at the end of the deadline. It's pretty impressive. I can't remember. I really can't. I can't remember the last time uh, that has happened. So we got that. We got the, the, you know, again, the NFL, there is absolutely no rhyme or reason anything that goes on in that league, in my opinion. Just not. You know, it, it just is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So there you have it. You know, and again, you've got injuries that are going on pretty much every day in the National Football League. Jordan Poyer, by the way, Bill's safety, they, they're breathing a sigh of relief. Uh, he hyperextended his elbow today, and he's going to miss a few weeks. And they think that he'll be ready for the opener against the Rams when they open up the season. At first, they thought it was going to be much worse than that. So that is actually good news for that team. But again, you're seeing players every day, every day in the National Football League, we're hearing about injuries and you're like, oh, wow. But today, Tim Patrick, wide receiver, lost for the year. For the year. You know? I mean, you talk about, you know, Irv Smith Jr. had thumb surgery today. And they, they actually feel he's going to be ready for the start of the season. It's pretty amazing medical technology. Pretty amazing. You know, he missed all of last year with a knee injury. And again, in his, what, first full pad practice in, what, a year? Left with a thumb injury and has already had surgery. Some guys just have bad, bad luck. Irv Smith Jr. is one of them. But again, they think he's going to be ready to go uh, in week one. All right? So there you have it. Those are your top stories. Uh, the Miami Dolphins get hurt with draft picks. They get, you know, the, that, that, that is a big-time fine right there, losing a first-round pick and a third-round pick. That's significant. 
you know, tampering, the integrity of the league. Well, I don't know what the Sean Watson, I don't know what, does that not fall under the integrity category? Alvin Kamara, does that not fall under the integrity category? And, and because the court hearing has been pushed back three times now, the NFL not going to make a decision on him. Why? You, you, you know, you know where we always say innocent until proven guilty. Not when there's video, not when the evidence is overwhelming, not when in this particular case Camara also admitted to hitting the victim. No, it's not innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty. All right. You think anyone said innocent until proven guilty? With the Ray Rice video, do you think anybody was going around going, nah, nah, you know, innocent until proven guilty? Huh? Excuse me? No. No, when you have video and you see it, you're not innocent. You're guilty. All right, let's just make a little distinction there. Innocent until proven guilty when there's video? No. Correct. You think anyone thought that Derek Chauvin was innocent? of taking the life of George Floyd after watching that video? Is there anybody that could possibly watch that video and come to any other conclusion? Any other conclusion? The answer to that is no. No. Again, when there's video, I'm sorry, you're not innocent until proven guilty when you're a sports league. Absolutely not. And, and the fact that Alvin Kamara is practicing with the Saints and is going to play in week one is a disgrace. But we are talking about the National Football League where there is absolutely no rhyme or reason with anything. All right. On another note, I had my podcast today with Ian Eagle. What a phenomenal conversation I had with Ian. If you were not able to check it out, uh, when you get time, please do so. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Great conversation today with Ian Eagle of CBS Sports. One of the real class acts. Uh, in the business of one of the best. All right, let's get the show rolling. We've got a lot to talk about, and we start off the day with uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? How are you? Good, Grant. Good, Grant. How are you? Good. What's happening? Uh, I'm just, I, I got to listen to your podcast today with Will Clark, finally. You know, I've been following. Oh, good. A, like you say, what a beauty. I mean, Jesus. I mean, that guy is so, I mean, he doesn't hold any punches at all. No. No, I love doing that uh, podcast with Will. I mean, I was blessed to get him on my show. Uh, he was great. I loved how he said uh, about, you know, the game's got to, basically, he didn't say analytics. He said measuring stats. And, yep. you, know, you know, I can remember me, you know, I was only Five eight, uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest guy in the whole world, but you know what? I hustled my ass off, you know, and I had reflexes to know where to play, just like playing chess, where I'm going to throw the ball, things of that nature. You know, before, you know, when I was a pitcher, I could re recall every where the guy hit it last, where to pitch him. Didn't have all that information in the 70s, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And how can you measure a heart like Will Clark? Uh, uh, you, you know, that, you can't. And, and then, <laughs> then you asked him when you're being manager. <laughs> you start talking about entitlement, and he said, he said entitlement's dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> I also, and I, I, I normally don't uh, say this, but I asked Will a question where he actually had to pause and said, "Wow, what a question that is! I've never been asked that before," and. Uh, when I asked him if there's ever if there was one at bat that he wished he could have over that aided him, and I really enjoyed his answer to that. So I will tell you this: I, I've always admired Will. I used to interview him all the time in spring training. Um, I just have had the utmost respect for the way he went about his job. Never been a Giants fan, but I've always been a fan of Will Clark. Always been a fan of Will. Right. And he and he said <laughs> these guys nowadays are a bunch of babies and he says i'm the type that would just jump in their asses and you and you, and basically yeah. you told him man you know the you know like the dick mottas and all the those hard-ass coaches you, you got to basically just tap them on the ass these days and stuff and he totally agreed with you so but anyway i, I want i listened to your your rant yep. and about camara 
I mean, got me thinking, you know, about the Ray Rice thing. I mean, they had video of him in the casino. Was it a casino or a hotel with him him hitting his wife or in the elevator or something? Yep. And boom, he was de- I mean, we yep. never heard about him anymore. Again, when there's video evidence, uh, then to me, there's really no reason to wait on a player's suspension. It's the, the video is not going to change. It's not like the video was doctored. You know, the police got the video from the uh, hotel casino. All right, the video's the video. It's not like people went around and messed up the video. They had the video evidence. The video evidence is very clear. It is very concise. It shows exactly what happened. And Alvin Kamara admits to hitting the guy. So, I mean, he's charged with felony battery. He could end up in jail. He could end up serving anywhere from one to five years in jail. All right. And he's going to be playing on the National Football League field to open up the season. What an outrage that is. It's an outrage. And and, and I don't even know why the well, Saints what, would allow him to play. I really don't. That's a bad look. Well, the NFL allowed him to play in the damn Pro Bowl after all that. Look at that. That was they not the, the NFL. No, that's not accurate. The NFL did not allow him to play in the Pro Bowl. They did not have at the beginning of the game enough information to prevent him from playing and arrest him during the game. They could have removed him. Yes. But in this particular instance, the NFL was not aware of the brawl that had occurred 10 hours earlier. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought, I, I thought that was the case. Nope. My wrong. My bad. So the last thing uh, I wanted to talk about was uh, my giants. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Padres and the Dodgers are just going to run off and hide. I mean, you talk about murderers row with the Padres now with Machado, Soto, Tatis. Then they got Drury. I mean, holy cow. And then the, the Dodgers with their stack, you know. And I mean, the Giants last night played the Dodgers, had like six AAA players in the starting lineup. It's pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, what a difference a year makes. I mean, last year, the Giants were the talk of Major League Baseball. 12 months ago today, the Giants were the talk of Major League Baseball. Think about what has happened in a span of one year to the San Francisco Giants. They were uh, the fancy of everyone. Everyone was talking about the Giants, and now they're 18 and a half games out of first place. Think about that for a minute. They were – They. I mean, it's amazing. Well – I think that was it had to be a fluke, and then yeah. uh, what's uh, the Capra uh, gets manager of the year. I mean, every yep. every button he pushed, every break we could get, every late Lamont, uh, you know, uh, Wade hitting these home runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, and now he can't even he can't even yep. hit his weight this year. I mean, it's you know it's, it's just uh, you know they, they've come down to where they're supposed to be. And, of course, you've probably seen teams over the years, and they're saying they might be the first team to win 100 games and lose 100 games in the same season, you know, back-to-back years. No, the Giants aren't going to lose 100 games. Yeah. Well, they're 500 not. right now. They're, they're not going to lose. They're, they're, I mean, what's their That's record right true. now? If they're 51 and 52, there's no chance in the world they're going to lose 100 games. That means they're going to have to lose. They would have to lose almost yeah. every game the rest of the year. They're not going to lose 100 games. There's no chance. They're 51 and 52. Right. I mean, right. come on. Well, Grant, well, Grant the, the, you know, the last thing uh, you in your questions on your yeah. podcast with uh, Will Clark, it was funny. You had a question about Bill Russell being more dominated than MJ. And I thought, what time I want? I listened yep. to this podcast, which I, I forget when you did it. It had to be months and months ago. And then one of the questions was about Bill Russell. And he passed on yesterday, and your take was pretty good about being different eras, but you kind of just, hmm, I don't, you kind of t- took a while to mull it over and think about it for a minute. Well, I don't remember the conversation with Will. I was over a year ago, so I can't remember that part of the conversation, but. No, no, no. It, no, no. You, oh. you were reading questions from uh, uh, people that, uh, what do you call oh. crowd? Crowd Ultra? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. That was a question at the end of your podcast. Oh, okay. I, I don't even remember. I thought it was so yeah. funny that that question, What was the question? The question was, the person asked, was Bill Russell more dominating than MJ, Michael Jordan? Oh, and, and oh okay. And you uh, went into your explanation of how the different eras and what Bill Russell, he how he changed the game and 
and but you you really have to think yep. about it and you didn't come out you didn't really come out and say if he was or if he wasn't but they're basically two different players but i just found it was quite interesting that with bill passing yesterday and i just listened to that yep. podcast today because you referred me to that one in dusty bakers and i finally caught up with it and i just thought <laughs> that yeah. was pretty odd well, listen, man, good hearing from you. You have a good uh, rest of the day. Thanks very Take much. Easy, yep, you too, Chip. Take care. Don't forget, it's easy to come on. All you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll put you right on. We get from Jeff to Al. Hey, Al, good afternoon. Can you hear me, Grant? I sure can, Al. What's going on? Sorry about yesterday and, uh, and the phone mess. It's all good, buddy. Um, well, congratulations to your, your, your Yankees. They picked up a hell of a of an arm from my A, so it just seems like on and on, no matter what deck it is, A's players going off to the Yankees and <laughs> for what, nothing. Yeah, it's not going to, it, it won't matter what the Yankees uh, did. They're not going to beat the Houston Astros in a playoff, so they can pick up every player from the A's. They're, they're not, they're not, if they end up playing the Astros in the American League, which they probably will in October, they won't beat the Astros. So, uh, doesn't it, I'm, I got to tell you, I don't even think it's close right now. I, the Astros, are significantly a better team wow. from top to bottom than the Yankees. Do you know that the Yankees and the Astros played seven games this year? I think it was seven, maybe eight. The Yankees only led for two innings in all of those yeah. games. Two innings. Well, let's see. they picked up a good player. I You're a little bit more in touch with baseball than I am, so I can't really state that. I mean, it never could happen. You never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. But, yeah, you're right. The, team, the team's dominating. Yeah. Yep. Another team in a regular season, most of the time, you know, they're going to have the confidence at least to, if they meet them again in the postseason. But, you know, yep. it was a good pickup by, by your Yankees. Uh, the kids yep. play. No, it was. It was a good pickup. I agree with that. I I, uh, I hope that the A's are out, out of Oakland real quick. They're meeting with a guy in Vegas who's like a, a real estate magnet down there. He's got a lot of uh, investments and a lot of property, circus, circus. So I'm just praying and hoping that they can get the hell out of Oakland because they need to get there. They, they have to. The hell out of Oakland. They have to. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. It's just, it just frustrates me as seeing them over the years and the great teams they had and the it's pathetic. Terrible. And then the poor state of the uh, the stadium, which is a horrible baseball stadium. To it's awful. With. I mean, you, you can walk hundred yards to the, to the, to the, a far foul ball. I mean, but anyway, I listened to uh, Ian Eat Your Podcast. Great stuff. I loved it. Um, you know, Thank he's you. you know, speaking of his experience with Chris Carino and how he, uh, you know, he, he said he just, it was good stuff. Enjoyed that. Um, real Thank quick, you. I just, and I'll let you go. Um, I was reading something about there was a general manager who's not named, of course. He says he would propose a trade for. The uh, Celtics trade Jason Tatum for Kevin Durant. Would you do that kind of? Would you? No, I, w I wouldn't trade Kevin Durant for Jason Tatum if my life depended on it. Uh, I'm not trading a guy that's soon to be 34 with his injury history uh, for a young star slash superstar that's going to be, you know, isn't even close to his prime yet. No, I would not. I know you're huge. You're really, really high on Jason Tatum. I was talking about that with my nephew, who's a passionate uh, Celtics fan. I was telling him, yeah, Grant, man, he, he loves Jason Tatum, and he, he would never do that. Do you think it's not that you're hearing Jalen Brown, it's leaked out. Do you think that kind of stuff leaking out, that news leaking out, might cause issues, you know, with, with Jalen Brown? He's a young guy. No, what, no, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Once the season starts – and you're playing, no, I don't think so. I mean, what do we hear? Professional sports is a business. And, you know, when a player like Wayne Gretzky can get traded, then Jalen Brown can get traded. You know, a lot of times these players, you know, they want it both ways. Uh, you know, they, they they demand where they want to go play. And, yeah, when they hear their name in a trade, yeah. they get all bent out of shape. The reality is that's part of the sport. That's what you sign up for. It's why you get paid millions of dollars. And it is truly a business. So, no, once the season starts, I think it will be a non-issue yeah. for Jalen Brown and the Celtics. And last, just real quick, last comment. What the hell does Juan Soto want in a contract? 
they offered him 15 years, $440 million. It's the average. He wants a higher average. He wants a, it's not even the, the number of years. It's the average per year, which was less than several other players in the league. That's really what the holdup was. Bottom line is he went from a horrible team to a team that has a chance uh, to be really, really good. He'll get a deal. Now he's got two and a half years left on the deal. I don't know what's going to happen, but the reality is that he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. So we'll see. You sure the hell did. I guess I guess I seem to. I feel like he wanted out of out of Washington. Oh, yeah. I mean he got yeah. he won a World Series with yep. them. I I just can't wrap my brain around these numbers and turning him down. It's unbelievable. I mean he turned down great security of over fifteen or fifteen years, over four hundred, but it was the it was the average per year as terms of the long term deal. But Al, great hearing from you. Cool. Uh, you have a good uh, yeah. afternoon, good evening, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, buddy. Take care. Now. All Thanks right. for the, taking my Thank call. you, Al. Great hearing from you. I mean, that's what it was. It was the average per year for Soto. That's why he turned it down. All right. We move to John, who's joining me right here on Listen Up. Hey, John, what's going on? Holy crap, Grant. I can't believe that we're here talking baseball for the first three or four calls. Good ones, though, Jeff and Al. I mean, good baseball call. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it is our We don't normally I'm talk glad. a lot of baseball because the game is just – but today the game is, uh, you know, on the front page news of the sports section. So, yes, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, 2002 is a totally different year. I'm going to start with, I guess, Juan Soto. I think he wanted out of Washington – way more than he wanted money anywhere and for him to go right to san diego that right there is the playing ground for him and a a lot of his his family and everything he did not want to go anywhere but uh, but somewhere on the west coast and just to get out of washington out of where he was no matter yeah i mean washington washington's 35 and 69 they're done their their world series is a long long in the in the rearview mirror for all intents and purposes they're now in a complete rebuild they're not even close to being a winning franchise of course he wanted out of there yeah you're absolutely correct and that's that's what it is i think he wanted out more need to give a shit about the money and which is hey it's hard to say in this day and age but you know what was it going to be an extra 50 million dollars sure me and you would sign just for just for the scraps grant but for him he had a little bit more of a, a mental integrity i guess a, i don't know integrity with well, he's going to get his money as long as he doesn't yeah. as long as he doesn't uh, suffer a career type of an injury he's going to he, he, he's always going to get his money head. right he's going to get agree. his money yeah no doubt about it and hey i commend him for it you know what i mean and the dodgers now have somebody who's we get to contend with because the giants obviously have laid down and Oakland is laid down and right. your Yankees, obviously you're on the other side of the ocean. So we're going to see what happens, you know, in October, which is, which is going to be fun, but it's going to yep. be fun watching the Padres and the Dodgers fight it out. And hey, there's going to be another team. It's not just two anymore. And just cause you know, the giants may very well be out and it's a, early to say but like like we brought up they're gonna have to win all of their games and if not all of them they're gonna have to win all but seven or something the giants are done i mean the giants are they're they're they're, they're, they're pointing towards the future uh they they understand yeah so and they've done a great job over the last 10 12 years yes they have yes they have they won three if that was my team i would be happy and ready to rebuild for 10 years Absolutely. 100%. John, thanks, buddy. Appreciate your call. Hey, Take care. Grant, I got a couple more things on NFL. Oh, sorry. A, a couple more things on the NFL, and it's kind of like we've been saying. The teams kind of need to step up and uh, and and decide what they're going to do. And teams versus owners, it, it's going to be a long time, I guess, before it really gets eye-to-eye and, and everyone – between the NFL Players Association can see eye to eye, exactly eye to eye, but it's got to start somewhere. And a lot of the, um, you know, the verdicts that have come down, they're not, they have not all been from the same governing body, if you want to say that. I don't know, but they, they got to pick it up somewhere. 
Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason in the NFL when it comes to their punishments and what's going on. I just, you know, from a fan, I'm going to watch the games. I love the NFL, but it just turns me off. You know, when I see what happened in the last 48 hours with Deshaun Watson and yet Alvin Kamara is practicing and is going to be playing at the beginning of the season just because the court hearing was pushed back again for the third time. And we have video evidence. We've got him admitting to hitting the individual. Uh, he was charged with felony battery. He shouldn't be playing football. He might be in jail. And it's just wrong. It's a bad look for the NFL. It's just a bad look for the NFL. I don't think he will end up playing the first uh, week of the season. He shouldn't. No matter what happens, just because of all this. Well, just because of all the backlash. And I, I don't care what it was. If he thought he was swinging at a a statue or he thought it was a guy. I don't care. You shouldn't be doing that kind of crap. No matter what you can't, well, I don't see any, he, any way that he's going to get away with that or his whole entourage. John, he might end up in jail. So I'm going to get to some other calls, buddy. He probably I appreciate should. It. Thank you yeah. for taking my call. Grant. Yeah. I appreciate it, John. This show is sponsored by better help stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's move along to uh, Ryan. He's up next here on Listen App with everything going on. Hey, Ryan. How are you today? Grant, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. Excellent. Um, I, I just wanted to say first, the uh, podcast with Ian Eagle, absolutely amazing. That was, you guys talked about Syracuse, and that's one of the best broadcasting schools in the nation. That was a master's class between the two of you. Yep. And the advice that Ian gave out and um, the advice that you gave out. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, hearing the stories about Chris, I I will be honest, I've not heard the podcast with Chris, but um, the way that Ian spoke about him and his perseverance and what he had to deal with and even the integrity of the Nets to be able to, you know, have somebody like that that's broadcasting their games. So well done. I will tell you, Ryan, I've done a lot of interviews in the last two years on my podcast, and I've had some fascinating conversations. Chris Carino is right near the top. You'll really enjoy that podcast. It's near, it's, it's, it's without question among my top five favorite podcasts that I've done. And Grant, and I'm going to definitely listen to it. What's the ailment that he's dealing with? He has a, a muscular dystrophy ailment. Uh, I cannot pronounce. It is a very long medical term, but it is a disease which continues to get worse and worse and worse. And I mean, if you see Chris Carino, if you saw him in person and watch him labor to just even get to the broadcast booth uh it 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 takes it it, i'm trying to use the right words here it hits you in the heart i mean i've 
I mean, I've only was in Brooklyn once a year and he would come out to Sacramento once a year and you'd watch him move around and you, every year it would get worse and worse, but he was always upbeat. Uh, you know, he's got a foundation, he's dealing with it. Uh, he's grateful for what he has, but it's a debilitating muscular disease that continues to get worse. That's terrible. But the only bright side of it is the way, like, you know, when Ian was talking about how, you know, they, they just got used to it. You know, he needed a little bit of help, then he needed more help. And then it was just a process for, so for somebody to be traveling across the nation and doing what he's doing, that is passion. I, I don't know how you describe passion any better. And those are great people around him and the respect. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it away. But when you listen to the podcast, you will be blown away at what the the owner, the president of Compass Media Sports, which he works for during the football season. He travels all over the country, Chris Carino, commercially to do the National Football League with Brian Baldinger on Compass Sports Media. So I'm not going to give it away, but just wait till you hear that story. I can't wait to listen to it, Grant, honestly. Um, I'm going to transition really quick about the whole Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, it, how in the hell does it take 15 months to investigate the Deshaun Watson situation and six months to investigate the Dolphins situation with Stephen Ross and they get similar suspensions? And on top of that, Mr. Ross also gets a $1.5 million fine. It, it's it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It's a joke. So it's, it's a it's a joke. I, you know what? I'll tell you. I don't want to make. Uh, I've got to be careful when I make parallels. But the same thing to me. You could make the argument. What happened two weeks ago with Joe Lacob getting fined five hundred thousand dollars for going on Andre Iguodala and Evan Turner's podcast and talking about the luxury tax system in the NBA, okay, and making slide of it, and yet during that exact same week, Draymond Green calls Kendrick Perkins calls him a, a racial slur, okay? Absolutely a racial slur. Nothing happens to Draymond Green. Doesn't get fined a dime, doesn't get reprimanded. The league doesn't make a statement on it. I mean, it's just a disgrace what's going on in professional sports now. If you really want to talk about owners, think about Joe Lacob and Draymond Green. Think about what it just happened to Stephen Ross, as you said, the investigation. He gets fined $1.5 million, gets suspended, for the first six weeks, look at what Deshaun Watson did. Okay, I'm not even going to say allegedly anymore. He just settled 23 of 24 civil suits, and he's on the field in week seven playing against the Baltimore Ravens. Come on now. It, it, yeah, it's a joke. And, you know, what, what bugs me is the NBA. The, you know, it's, I'm not going to say the NBA is handling discipline different, but the NFL, we've talked about this zero consistency and i want to get your thoughts i think the nfl is deflecting they have three days 72 hours to object or file saying we don't agree with the decision on deshaun and i don't find it a coincidence that the story came out with the dolphins today especially with mlb and the trade deadline nothing would surprise me i mean it really would not i mean uh the Stephen Ross news, which normally would have been the talk of the sports world, is getting buried by the big Juan Soto deal. Correct. There's no doubt about that. But don't you think they're trying to also bury the fact whether or not they're going or the NFL is going to appeal on the Deshaun Watson punishment? They may very well. They may very well. You might be 100 percent correct. I don't have any way of knowing that, but it would not surprise me. Yeah, it, it's just crazy to me. Um, hey, if you are a GM of a franchise, are you going to mortgage the franchise? We've talked about this with the Kings in the past about Kevin Durant, you know, which is not going to happen. But with Juan Soto, yeah, you get two and a half years from him. But, you know, you're basically giving up a ton on the basis that you think he is going to re-sign with you. Uh, do you think that's a smart move or not? Not only do you think he's going to resign with you, you're rolling the dice that you're going to win a World Series in the next two years with Machado, with Tatis, getting Bell, now with Soto. Because if you if you feel 
that there's a chance where you wouldn't resign him. And I'm just saying this for sake of conversation. You better win a World Series either this year, next year, or the following year, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, do you think the Padres are in a position to do so? I think that they right now don't have a, a lot of a choice. They, they, they would not have made this deal, Ryan, if they were not prepared to give Juan Soto a mammoth contract. There's no way you're going to give up what they gave up. They gave up a ton. I actually think this is a very good deal for the Washington Nationals. I really believe it. I believe in a short period of time, Indeed. the Nationals are going to be right up near the top of the National League. I, I think this was a tremendous deal for the Nats, where they are today. Uh, if you're the Padres, I don't think there's any way that you make this deal without feeling that you're going to sign Soto to a huge deal. Yeah, I, I hope they do. I mean, I, I don't know that they're quite there, but they definitely have the pieces. And I think as much of this trade was about them getting better, but also keeping him away from the Dodgers as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to check off real quick. I do want to say I really enjoyed the conversation today on Master Debaters, hearing uh, Bernsey talking about Will, Car Will Car Clark. Can't speak right now. Excuse me. Um, but I yep. thought that was a really cool story, and I'm glad that you guys brought that up. So I'm going to hop off. Hope you have a great day, Grant. We'll talk soon, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you very much. Yeah, we uh, were on today right when the Soto deal went down with Sean Salisbury and Eric Burns. And Burnsy, by the way, if you don't know this, was part of the Will Clark celebration. He was actually on the field with all the other greats. Uh, Bernsey was on the field, on the infield for the Will Clark celebration. Will and him are extremely tight. They have a phenomenal show on No Filter Network every week called Deuces Wild. And it, it's great. Uh, it's, I tell you, I watched an episode last year and I was so blown away by the episode that I sent Will Clark an email, okay? Will was in his garage with a batting cage and gave a demonstration of hitting different types of pitches. And I learned, I taught, and I really mean this. I've been watching baseball since, just like most people, since I was a little boy. I learned more about hitting in one hour after watching Will Clark and Eric Burns. It was one of the great pieces of entertainment for an hour that I've ever seen in sports. And I sent Will an email and I said something like, hey, Will, I said, I don't, I don't want to bother you and be a pain in the ass here, but I got to tell you, I've been watching baseball since the early 60s. And I've watched Mickey Mantle play, and I told him about all the – and I said, I learned more about hitting from you in one hour than I have in my entire life. And he got back to me and talked about how much he appreciated. Then he said, it's my life, it's my passion, and that's what I do. And he said, I love teaching the game. And he said, I really appreciate the fact that you talked about how much you learned because that's what I, I live for. I live for teaching hitting. He says, that's my life. And it was fascinating. You know, it's one thing to try to teach. But if you can't teach and put it in the layman terms, then you are not a good teacher. If, if people cannot understand what it is that you're teaching, then what good is it? Will Clark was able to put what he was doing in the layman terms where I was fascinated that that's how good it was. And again, he's on every week with Bernsey on no filter network. And when he goes out into his garage and with his little batting cage and his tee, and he puts the ball on the tee and he still has the beautiful swing and does it every day. It's fascinating to watch. It blew me away. So, uh, you know, with Jeff talking about listening to the podcast that I had with Will a little over a year ago, 
It's one of my favorite podcasts too. You know, I was thinking, I haven't even really thought about this, but I would say I, Susan Waldman is in my top five favorite podcast. Uh, Dusty Baker is in my top five. I'm doing this right off the top of my head, which is probably dangerous considering I've had 186 episodes. So, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people. I'll tell you, I had an amazing conversation with Mickey Hatcher when Tommy Lasorda was in the hospital and Mickey and Tommy were very tight. And I asked Mickey about Tommy and he said, you know, I just got done playing golf with Mike Sosha and we shot a video on our phone and we were told that they put it, you know, they showed Tommy lying down in bed and that Tommy smiled when he saw the video. I was just like, wow. You know, like things like that, you know, you don't, you don't expect to hear things like that when you're getting ready to interview somebody. But Tommy had just gone into the hospital and Mickey and Mike Sosha were playing golf and sent him that video and were told that Tommy did see it and smiled. I was just like, man, that is just great stuff. All right, let's get to some more calls here on Listen App. And uh, we say hello to Waggus on this Tuesday. Hey, Waggus, how are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Uh, so, Grant, uh, talking about your podcast, um, you know, obviously, you know, one of my favorites, one one was when you first started it, I think it was with uh, Charles Barkley. Um, yep. Charles was my first guest ever. Yeah. So that was really nice. And, you know, Charles, you know, he keeps it real. So always, always love listening to him. Um, you, you know, yep. and, and I just want to make a comment, you know, you know, Charles is a very p- proud, proud black man. So it was nice enough for him to do that podcast with you after that thing happened with you. So I kind of respected him doing that. Yep. Well, not only that, Charles was one of the first people that called me and Charles doesn't have my phone number. So Charles yeah. cared enough about me that he found my, he reached out to somebody else, got my phone number and called me. All right. Think about that for a minute. That That's how much, yeah. uh, you want to talk about me never forgetting a phone call. I'll never forget that phone call from Charles Barkley. And then when I reached out to him, okay. And asked him to come on my podcast and he was like happy to do so. I don't need to say anything more about Charles Barkley than that. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is, you know, he is a very proud black man. So if he thought for one, yes, he is that you were remotely like that, he would have never done that. So no, he would not have. He would not have called me either. And he also, you know, I won't share the whole conversation, but in the conversation, he just said, he goes, Grant, what happened to you? I'll tell you the one thing I will share, because this is important to me. This is the one thing I'll never forget. Charles said, in all of my years of being in the NBA, I've never heard a bad word about you from anyone. And I was like, wow. You know, because Charles and I have been in the league pretty much the same amount of years. And he said, I've never heard a bad word about you from anyone. And he told me that when he called me. And I was like, man, you know, that that's that's class act right there. Yeah, no, he, he keeps it real. I mean, it's, I mean, he is, yeah. Yeah, just like the perfect person who keeps it real and doesn't care about about what people think. So, nope. so that was really nice. But uh, you know, I just wanted to ask you this. You know, since you know you have some great guests on, um, I know you had Mike Trico on as well. And I, so would you ever? Okay, and this is just me. Would you ever have like Dave Yeager on or like Vladi Divac on there or maybe Peja? Because I would love to. Yeah, the problem with Vladi, and I say this with Vladi being a dear friend of mine. Vladi's hard to listen yeah. to. Like, Vladi is not okay. a great interview uh, in this type of a format. He's So I would have Vladi on, but uh, as far as Dave Yeager, yes. Um, I do talk to Dave Yeager, by the way, uh, a couple of times a month. When he was diagnosed with cancer and everything, I was probably yeah. texting back and forth with Dave every week. Uh, I'm very close with Dave. So I could have him on. Yes, I'll reach out to him. I don't know what the protocol is 
for him being an assistant coach, even being allowed to go on a podcast or not, I don't know, but I, I can ask him that. Yes. Oh, wait, there's, um, I didn't know there was like protocols that these guys have. Certain or certain organizations do not want assistant coaches doing interviews. They are, it's an, they don't absolutely do not want, uh, assistant coaches doing those type of things. There are certain organizations that have a, a, a rule that, you know, the only person that talks is the head coach. So yes, that's not, that's not unusual in pro sports. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I just personally always thought, you know, other than being a good guy, I, I, I thought he, he was a pretty good coach in my opinion. Yes, you know, I, he is a good you know, coach. Um, I, I don't know why it ended so soon, but, you know, it did. And um, I was kind of sad when they kind of let him go because – you know, that that little 2018 season was kind of fun in the beginning, you know. I, I know you had your famous fall. So th- yeah. that's why I, I just never, you know. Um, I know you had him on your show about two days after he got fired, and that was very nice of him to do that. Yeah, that was, that was yes, nice I did. of him to do that. So, okay, so yep. um, can we shift to fantasy? I just had a couple of questions because, uh, you know, NFL. So so Tim Patrick yeah, go uh, ahead. tears his ACL today, and I also thought he was going to be a high draft pick in the fantasy. So – Number one, do you think that, um, you know, with him getting, you know, out for a season, do you think Odell Beckham Jr. now gets signed over there since, you know, he's probably one of the most prized receivers out there still left? Perhaps, but I don't know what his uh, health is right now after, you know, the injury that he suffered in the Super Bowl, which was in February, and we're only on August 2nd. So I'm not even sure health-wise where he's at and what his availability would be for the year. So, yes, I do believe that that would be a name that would move up the board in a hurry as long as he's going to be able to help contribute at some point in the near future. Okay. And then for the last couple of years, I've had Brandon Ayuk. Not, not that because I'm a Niners fan, I'm just high on him. I, I think yeah. he's got a high ceiling. So. I'm just kind of afraid now to draft him this year because, you know, I'm uncertain about Lance, right? And I don't know how much, you know, they're going to target him. So any takes on that? Well, first of all, uh, I'm going to be completely transparent. I've never played fantasy football before, and I don't even know how it works. Okay. I mean, I I mean, I have the concept, but I don't know how the points work. I don't even know how you – I don't understand it. Okay. And when I mean, I don't understand that I haven't spent time like figuring out if you have a player that scores a touchdown, as opposed to a player that has eight receptions for 125 yards, what the difference is. I have no idea. So you're asking the wrong person. Uh, as far as your comment though, okay. about Trey Lance, um, they're still going to throw the football quite a bit. I mean, th- th- there's no question. I mean, they're not going to turn into just a running football team with a running quarterback. They're still going to be throwing the ball. And, you know, Samuel is still going to have the, the, the bulk of the football in his hands. You have George Kittle, who I think is going to have the second most footballs in his hand during the course of the year. But I love Brandon Mayuk. I mean, I think the right. guy is a tremendous receiver. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't know enough about fantasy football in terms of how the scoring works in leagues to tell you what I think is good or not good. I, I have no idea. All right. And. You know, if this thing goes sideways and if the Niners miss the playoffs here, I'm, I'm just saying, right, other than, you know, yep. Lance just is garbage. Do you think uh, that is probably the end of Shanahan and Lynch? 
because that would be a big. I, I don't think so. I don't think so after the first year. I'll tell you what I think is the biggest issue on the 49ers right now. I think it's their offensive line. They lost a lot. They lost quality offensive linemen in the offseason. And now you're going with unknowns. Yep. And I think that is the biggest question mark. I mean, obviously Lance, because we don't know, but but you know, you're if you're a quarterback, particularly Lance, you have to have a steady offensive line in front of you. And right now the offensive line is an un known uh, quantity. We don't know about their offensive line. We just don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. That is going to be a big factor for this 49ers team, and particularly Trey Lance. And we don't have the answer to those questions yet. Okay. And then and then just the last thing, just to uh, kind of put this in there. So, you know, we were talking about players being sensitive the other day, and I kind of thought about something, you know, after our call on Friday. You know, about a few years ago, uh, Barkley and Shaq both, uh, you know, criticized Embiid. And initially, he kind of took it, you know, as bad. I think if you can go back and Barkley went on air and, you know, told him he can, you know, kiss my ass, right? I'm just trying to help the guy out. Right. Well, you know, Embiid initially was kind of rejected for that, but kind of came back with some positive attitude. And, and I really liked the way he came back. And I really felt like he should have won the MVP last year. I mean, I know Djokovic is a great player, but I felt like Embiid should, should have won it. So I guess my question is, I think Embiid's going to continue to try to get better. And I really like, because I've always personally liked Harden as a player. I think uh, I love watching him on the offensive end. Uh, do you, uh, and I really like his attitude this year. You know, he took less money. You know, it kind of seems like he's not in the club more. He's more in, you know, like in the gym more now working out. So do, so do you think that, you know, they got any sort of shots if he comes back anywhere close to what, what he was in 2018? No, okay. I'm not a James Harden fan. Uh, you're, you're again, talking to the wrong guy if you're asking me to build up right. James Harden. I acknowledge he's a tremendous offensive player, but I'm so down on him for the way he has been so unprofessional the last two seasons. Uh, now, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to say, oh, James Harden's going to be the guy. No, um, I, I don't see it. And I think, you know, even if they were to have tremendous success in the regular season, Harden has not proven to me that he can be that same player in the postseason. So for that reason... No, I, I would not pick Philadelphia to come out of the East. Um, no, I would not. I agree with you with the last two years. But, you know, one thing I've learned is actions speak louder than words. So right now I'm actually seeing him do things that he hasn't done in other off seasons. And I feel like he has a great talent in Embiid. And, you know, I feel like Doc Rivers is a better coach than Mike D'Antoni. Because I personally felt like if Mike, Mike D'Antoni ever focused a little bit on defense, I think Steve Nash would have had a couple rings in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, you know, I think they would have had a ring if it weren't for that incident in the San Antonio series, you know, where Stoudemire came off the bench. And, you know, that that was I thought the Suns had control of that series against the Spurs and were going to win a championship that year. And really, that was the start of their demise. When you think about it, that was some bad luck for Dan Tony. You know, as far as Doc goes, you know, Doc had that great year with Boston, but no, no disrespect. But a lot of coaches would have won with that talent. Doc's, That's true. Doc really didn't do anything in L.A. They couldn't get out of the second round. Think about the talent that he had there with Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan all in their prime. Could never make it out of the second round. Uh, you know, it's been disappointing in Philadelphia, although last year I can't really blame that on Doc. But eh, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say eh, I'm not sure I'm as sold on Doc Rivers as you are. But this year is big for Doc. Well, he's better than Ben Tony. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, you you know you could make that argument. I mean, yeah. you could. I, I don't even know. You would have some people disagree with you, but you could have people. You could you could make that argument. I'm not going to get into a debate over that. What I am saying is, you're right about Harden. Uh, the contract was a step in the right direction. I'm not as familiar with this off season and what he's doing. I do know that he was overweight last year and some thought out of shape. So that can't happen this year. Yes. As he gets older, that cannot happen. Yeah. Well, well, he's actually been posting videos of him working out with Sam Cassano. Uh -huh. He's actually been posting yep. videos, you know, so, and, and he actually looks, I, I feel like, like he did in 2018, but again, you know, maybe it's too late for him, maybe yep. not, but, you know, my thing is, is that, you know, when you when you see such greatness in the regular season, I don't know what happens to these guys in the playoffs, just like with coaches. And do you think do you, do you think that that, you know, they just the pressure gets to them? Because how could you be good in the regular season and just have blunder in the postseason? Well, I, I do think pressure is part of it. I also think the way you play the game. I mean, think about it. Harden's success 
before particularly the last rule change was twofold. It was the three ball and getting to the foul line. He was yes. a guy that was very efficient. He was scoring points without taking a lot of shots because his number of free throws. If he has, if he does not have the ability to get to the free throw line, it completely changes how he plays. And then he becomes just a jump shooter from three. And that's not going to be very effective because I don't care how good you are, whether you're Reggie Miller or you're Ray Allen or, you know, there are going to be games where your three ball is not on. And if you don't have, you know, another way to score, you're you're done. You're in trouble. And that's been the case with James Harden in big games and in the playoffs. No, that is correct. Yeah. So, all right. Well, no, that's cool. That's fair enough. But it'll be fun to see how he comes out of this because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Grant, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Great stuff. Really appreciate it. Good stuff at all. All right. Hey, we're going to wrap up the show for today. Tomorrow, it's an open forum Wednesday, all right? Open forum Wednesday tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the phone calls today. Don't forget to check out today's podcast with Ian Eagle. It's a lot of fun. Great conversation with Ian Eagle today on If You Don't Like That. Have a fabulous rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.